is Straight Fire and Flow with Kim and Tara, where we talk mindset, energetic, soulpreneurship, and business, expanding your freaking mind and elevating your entire being. You guys, this is straight honesty, no scripts, pure divine wisdom and downloads given directly to you. And today we are chatting with self-worth coach, Keisha Frazier. Welcome, Keisha. Hello. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast. I'm so excited. Oh my God. We were so excited for everybody. Like Keisha worked with us at a micromind months ago now, but like we've absolutely adored Keisha. If you don't know her, get on TikTok, get on Instagram. I don't know where the hell you've been because she is like <laughs> this joyful energy that every time she comes across my screen, I'm like, Ooh, I will soak this magic in. Oh, <laughs> thank you so much. And I have to say, I feel the same exact way about both of you. You are such a dynamic duo and you complement each other so well. And so thank you for that. But we're, we're all fangirling each other. Yeah. <laughs> So good. So Keisha, before we even jump into today's topic, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you currently do um, with your clients? Yeah. So I am a self-worth coach and essentially what I do with my clients is I help them to dive into, I guess we call it the underworld or the subconscious mind Mm -hmm. um, and to reclaim the power that's lost there. So, so many of us go through life experiences trauma and and we we limit ourselves we we learn this way of being that's not true to who we are because we don't think our true way of being is worthy in the world so it's all about diving deep to understand your true worth Ooh, uh, that description that felt yeah right that felt like butter to my soul like literally that was so nice Ooh, i love it so but like here's the here's the thing you guys so the the main point are the focus that we're going to really hone in on in this podcast today is all about following your soul's calling and the good the bad and the ugly that goes along with that and keisha i feel like you are so representative of this um in such a beautiful way because this is not what you've always done um before you got to this point what, 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 how did you get to this point let's start there <laughs> It's a long story. I won't I won't tell the whole story. I'll give you the Cliff Notes version. But basically, um, I, I grew up being this kind of achiever identity, kind of assuming that achiever identity. I was a good student. I knew I got praise for being a good student. And I was like, okay, I get appreciation for this. I'm good at this. I'm going to go all in on this. So I did that. And I got into you know Stanford University. I worked at Facebook. I was on track for what the achiever identity was supposed to help me achieve. But it was like my first year at Facebook, I actually had a near-death accident and I had already been feeling unhappy in the corporate world. And the accident just kind of like put the stamp on it. Like, you know, I could literally die tomorrow. So why don't I figure out what it is I really want to be doing? And at after that point, it's so funny that we're talking about this today because I've been reflecting on this so much, but it's really been a journey of following my heart and knowing not knowing where I was going, never knowing what the end destination was, even that first jump that I took, I just knew this is not it. And my heart's saying, go this way. So I'm going to go this way. And then it was just like stepping stones, like the next opportunity would come through or the next intuitive nudge would hit. And I would just continue to follow it. And it wasn't easy because the whole time I'm like looking back at my old identity and my friends from college and my parents and 
you know, who paid for college. And I'm just like, am I doing the right thing? What's happening here? So it's this, you know, internal conflict the whole way through. But I can finally say, yes, I did the right thing. And yes, everything prepared me for where I am right now as twisty and windy of a road as it was. Mm, I love that so much. And honestly, like both Tara and I, and I think a lot of our listeners are going to resonate with your story so deeply because this is the story for many of us. It's not like many of us in this industry graduated high school and decided like, oh, I'm going to be a coach. I'm going to be a healer. I'm going to go into mentorship or whatever it is. It's you had to gain the life experiences and you almost had to gain what didn't work for you and what wasn't aligned, which obviously comes with a lot of unhappiness. It comes with a lot of traumatic moments, a lot of ups and downs for you to then overcome, to work through, to then say like, none of this lands with my soul. What the fuck does land with my soul? To even ask yourself that question. Sometimes for some people, it's super scary because it means that what you're currently doing isn't the path that is most aligned for you. Um, and so I love that you recognize now and have this awareness now that all the bumps and turns and times where, and I definitely want to get into this, the times where you had to move before you were ready. You had to say these, you had to say these things, you had to show up, you had to make decisions, even though you didn't know what was unfolding. Like, I'm I'm glad that you have the awareness and recognize that all of that actually did, of course, happen for a reason. It aligned for you in some way, shape, or form to get you to this point. Um, so I guess if can we speak a little bit about the bravery? Because like this, that's truth. Like choosing this journey, and Tara and I say this all the time, the this work alone, I think, is the bravest work there is on freaking planet Earth. But the moments of bravery where you had to really go in yourself to end up saying like, this is the next step I'm going to take, even though I have no idea how it's going to shake out. Like, was there any, what got you through those moments? What got you through the fear? Hmm. That's a really good question. I think I will say that for me specifically for any human design fans, I'm a manifester. So for me, when I know I need to do something, I I literally can't not do it. It's like, it just overtakes my being. And that's like, I, I have to do this. I have no choice. Um, but in the moments where there is fear, I think what, what it comes down to for me is like, what's the worst that could happen? What's the worst that could happen? I like put myself in that worst case scenario. You know, it's not, it, you don't have to take the big the biggest leap possible. You just have to take the next step. Like what is that next step? And maybe you are mitigating some of the risk by thinking of, okay, if if I take this big step, maybe there's too much risk and I, and I'm too afraid of that. But if I take this baby step, it starts moving me in the right direction and I'm not as afraid of what could happen. And then you build up your risk-taking ability from there because I always, I, I struggle to answer this question because I think by nature, I'm a natural risk taker, but I know, and I've worked with, and I've talked to people who aren't and, and the advice I always give them is like, break it down, scale it back, like cut, cut it into chunks. And what is that next small step that you feel most ready to take? And it feels like you were like, just this, like the epitome of self-trust, right? So have there been moments where you've kind of doubted this path that you're taking or that you've taken? 
the whole time. <laughs> the whole path was filled with doubt. Like yeah. I will make the decision, but then I will question it and I will doubt it and I will analyze and I will worry and I'll be anxious. So absolutely. Yes. And it's, <laughs> I mean, the doubt for me taught me so much. It was a major life lesson for me to learn to trust. That's why when you said self-trust, I was like, hmm. <laughs> I can take risks, but <laughs> trusting the risk <laughs> all the way through is where I struggle. Um, but, but it's really about just like tapping into that inner knowing of what feels right to you. And, and, and that inner knowing that if you follow what feels right, it'll all work out. Maybe not exactly the way that you're picturing it, but it will all work out. And it's so it's hard to explain, but there's like, there's an inner knowing of that, but then there's also the inner doubt of that and they go head to head. But the inner knowing is always there. It's never, it never disappears. So you just have to be able to break your way through the doubt enough to get to the inner knowing. Yeah, I love that. And it's kind of like that, that doubt, that inner critic or that inner bitch, let's just be real. Um, like that side of us, it, fe- it it may be very egoic in nature. And it's that side for me that is like constantly the rational side, the, co- the one that's like, oh, you want to make that move? Let me tell you all the reasons as to why I don't think that's a good idea. But when my heart is telling me something or my soul is speaking to me, there is no because it's just, this is what it is. And it's like, there's no, there's no need to define it. There's no need to come up with some rational reason as to why you need to do this. It's just very, uh, this blanket statement of like, this is the next move to make. Um, And I love this because for so many of us, like listening to your soul in the first place is completely foreign. It's something that we were not taught. If anything, we were conditioned to quiet that and start to completely operate out of our mind only. Um, But I find that the more that we listen to our heart, the more that we listen to our soul, the quicker things actually do align for us. And maybe not in the timeline that we're anticipating, but at the very least, it's all of a sudden like you get to one one mile marker in this journey and you look back and you're like, oh my God, it's only been a couple of months and look at what I've already done. Look at look at what's already come into my fruition and what I've attracted into my reality. And then it's like using that force as momentum to continuously ride the next emotional wave that's coming in that's about to knock you right back on your ass to say, no, 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 we can't do this. <laughs> yes, exactly that. <laughs> I'm like viciously nodding my head because that's exactly the journey. It's so funny. I was doing a reading for a client recently and uh, an image that I saw was a dolphin going under the water and then coming up above the surface of the water and like making those dolphin noises, which was supposed to be a symbol for manifestation, for like attracting what you want, like sending a signal out and attracting what you want. And the message was we dive deep into our emotional body, into, you know, water usually represents the subconscious emotions. And then we come up and we're in that more expansive state and then we attract and it's just Mm. over and over. Yeah. Yes. Ooh, I love that visualization. Oh, that's such a good little gem for all of our (laughs) listeners. I love that. Um, so there's this other aspect too that, you know, because let's just say this, like 
there are some coaches out there who are like into fitness coaching, they're into nutritional coaching, they're into whatever it is. There's aspects about what we all do that is considered woo for some people. So some of these natural intuitive gifts for you, was that something that you either always had or always had the awareness that that was within you? Or was that something that you cultivated and developed at a, once you realized that Facebook and that type of um, lifestyle wasn't wasn't meant for you? I have always had an inner voice and an inner feeling. I, I always remember growing up, like I would just know how, what I would do because of how I would feel. You know, when I was deciding to leave Facebook, it was like, I just feel horrible here. So I need to do something else. Or um, what's another example recently? Oh, it just slipped my mind, but it's that kind of pattern of I just followed the feeling for so long. And it wasn't until, you know, I had a deeper spiritual awakening uh, two years ago, as many of us did, where I started to tap into the more visual aspects and, and the clear audience and hearing things and all of the expansiveness of what what occurs now when I'm, you know, in a reading or something like that. So yes, but it has expanded. Mm -hmm. And for you, like this is something Tara and I once led a free class called Stepping Out of the Spiritual Closet because for so many of the of the humans that we've worked with or that come to us on IG or TikTok and just like have open dialogue with us, a lot of it is I really desire to showcase this side of myself, but I'm terrified to show up this way? Because what if my mom sees this? What if my family or my old college friends see that? Like, what was like, what was that quote unquote coming out like for you? Mm, yeah, that's not easy. I was just thinking today, I am so lucky my parents don't have a social media. <laughs> <laughs> if they did, things would look a lot different. Like I had to block my aunt, like, you know, I, I, I yep. took some measures because my family, they don't, they don't know what I do fully. They honestly don't know what I do. Um, and that's a conversation that we will have at some point, but I just haven't been ready to have it. My brother knows, but, and my like cousins, but my parents don't know. And um, specifically my mom, I know will have the hardest time with it. So that hasn't happened yet. But as for everybody else, like my brother and my cousin and my college friends and even friends before that, I just kind of had the mindset of like, well, it's either I please them or I, you know, try to go for their acceptance or I completely ignore this thing that I absolutely love doing all the time and like fills my mm -hmm. soul. And so that to me was just not, it wasn't an option. Yeah. I, I think like that, one of the hardest aspects for Tara and I was absolutely like owning this because the truth is for Tara and I, we have a fuck ton of people who follow us from our old past life, we always like to say, yeah. who we don't necessarily engage with anymore. They would, I, I mean, this is probably a projection on my own now that I say this, but like the way that I would perceive them viewing us would probably be like, what the fuck happened to you two, right? <laughs> <laughs> so... I think that it's like, it's a real, re it's a real, real aspect for many of us of actually stepping out and owning your gifts. And I love that you brought up the fact that you blocked your aunt right away, because 
Tara and I are huge proponents of this. If there are people in your inner circle, like in your proximity that you feel like is hindering your ability to fully show up and to fully give your gifts to the world, I think block them, block them, block them, block them. You can always reevaluate later in life or later down the line when you're like, okay, now I feel like I don't really care if they were to see my stuff or I've had this conversation Um, because there is a little bit of it that's, it's not just protecting you and your business and your mission, but there is that layer of like, just like you said, it's like protecting your mom a little bit, protecting these people who they need to be eased into this and they can't just like hit that right away and go, oh my God, like she does what? Mm-hmm. 100%. I think boundaries are so important and it's it's important to live in your authenticity, but at the same time, you have to do what feels right, right? Don't yeah. force anything. Yeah. And yeah, and like that's how Tara and I constantly, we have this back and forth kind of um communication back and forth. Like, to be honest, there was uh, Tara just blocked somebody in her family. You want to speak about that just a little bit, Tara? Yeah. So I, it was actually my mom. (laughs) And so she, yeah, she was, um, using like some of the things that I was posting to have conversations that were just not very kind. Um, because it's, it's just, I'm at a point where I trigger her. And so anything that I would post would be a trigger. And so it would become an opportunity for this conversation that didn't need to happen because it wasn't productive. And so finally, um, I just blocked her. And then there's been several other people from my family that have like shown up on our list. And anytime, you know, Kim or I will see somebody on our list that follows, we'll ask the other one, this is your family. Do you want them here? This is your friend. Do you want them here? And if it feels safe and it feels okay, then we let them in. And if it doesn't at this time, then we just say no. And like it, that I feel like is, it's, it does protect your peace. It does help you to show up in the most authentic way that you can show up. It does help to protect, even like Kim was saying, like to protect the other side because they're not ready to hear what you have to say yet. And I think that sometimes like we get this, um, idea that, well, if you're, if you're all healed and you're all of these things, then you should welcome all of these people in. And just because you're spiritual and just because you're doing this work does not mean that everybody's welcome in your space. It doesn't mean that we have to let everybody in. Like we still get to protect ourselves and feel good. You couldn't have said it better myself. That last bit about just because you're spiritual, you don't have to let everybody in a major lesson that I'm learning recently, but yes. Yeah. And it's like this, I feel like the the deeper that you go, because no matter where you're at on, on this journey, like there's more depth. You know, I, I sat in a couple macro macrodosing journeys the past couple of weekends and it was just evident that we are this infinite well, okay. Like infinite well in both directions. And so this soul journey, like no matter where you're at, there's always more to uncover. There's always more depth to you. Um, There's more beauty. There's more things to be healed. There's more everything. It's more of everything. But if, if you're, if you're uncovering all of this and like diving deep into this and at the same time thinking with this mentality of like love and light only, we all have to be together. We all, you have to see this person, but you have to do this. You have to, 
it's like the, it, they, they, they butt heads and the transformation, the expansion that you're actually looking for doesn't fucking exist because you're blocking yourself with all of these um, arbitrary rules that society has put on you or maybe religious past religious upbringings have put on you versus actually just going like, wait a minute, I'm going to like do this whole soul dive. And as things go, it's fluid. Just like we started this whole conversation, (laughs) the fluidity, like this is fluid. If month one, I'm going to let all these people see me great. If month two, it doesn't feel aligned anymore. Bye-bye. And you get to continuously. And it's the same thing with your business. I mean, Tara and I talk about this in pivoting your business and in, in welcoming your evolution in and letting it lead you like you guys like your instagram bio for instance like it's not etched in fucking stone like change it every other day if that's what feels really good for you you know what i mean like label yourself as whatever the fuck you want to be labeled today and honestly i look at it like this for those of you that are listening that have like fear around oh my god what are people going to think like i changed it again i da 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 first of all like scroll through our instagram account and you will literally be like hey wow these bitches have changed several times <laughs> <laughs> but also when i hire mentors and when i decide to work with different people if they have not shown growth in some way shape or form i'm not hiring a stale stuck stagnant human I would much rather work with the person who is continuously evolving, who is literally like, you met me six months ago, you have no idea who I am. You know what I mean? That is such a good point. I never thought of it like that. I love that. Yeah. Um, So I think with this whole soul's calling, I guess like Keisha, if there was advice that you would give to somebody who is feeling just at that point where you were at, where it's like, I'm unhappy. And maybe it's they're unhappy in their nine to five. Maybe it's they're unhappy in the way their coaching business is being run and something, their soul, their heart is tugging them in another direction. Is there advice that you would give to somebody um, who's in this position? My biggest piece of advice would be to get still and to get quiet in any way that you can do that, like shutting out distractions. If it is just sitting and meditating, great. If it's maybe just closing your eyes and dancing to like soft music, you know, you want it to be an environment where there's not a lot of outside interference. So the music should be just instrumental, for example, or breath work, just something that can allow you to clear out the outside world and quiet the din in your mind so that you can hear and feel your intuitive voice because it's there. Just like I mentioned before, it never left you. It's always been there and you just have to give it space to talk, honestly, and it will. Ooh, I love that. That is beautiful. Well, Keisha, thank you so much for being here. And if our listeners wanted to connect with you, which you guys, like you're literally batshit crazy if you don't go follow this human. Um, (laughs) If they wanted to connect with you or learn more about your offerings, how do they get in touch with you? The easiest way to get in touch with me is on Instagram or TikTok at Keisha the Priestess. Amazing. Amazing. Is there any upcoming offerings or anything that you want to speak about specifically right now? Um, if not, obviously they can go and head directly to your, um, link in your bio and check out all the, the delicious things coming. Yeah, that would be best. Amazing. 
Well, we will go ahead and link all of Keisha's information in our show notes, you guys. So it's like easy peasy. Go click on that little link in the show notes to follow her, to check her out, to see her work. She is such a beautiful human being. We are so honored to have had you here today. Thank you so much for giving us a little glimpse into what your journey has been like and for for doing this work that is, like we said, the bravest. Honestly, it's the most beautiful, most profound work there is in all the world. Thank you for being such a, a, an amazing facilitator of that work with your clients, Keisha. Thank you. I appreciate it. You're so welcome. Thanks, guys. And um, come back next week for another episode of Straight Fire and Flow, where we will have all sorts of more juicy episodes coming your way. 